to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. I am Blake Harrison and joining me as ever is Stuart Whiffin. Um, how's it going? I'm all right. You okay? I'm all right. Oh, I'm all right, mate. isn't it? It's, um, well, look, we're here to talk about UFC 298. I mean, really we're huffing card. and puffing. It was a good card, it was a but great obviously card. The, the main event was, uh, was, wasn't was a nice watch, was it? As Volk fans. It was, yeah. It, I mean, I think we'll get on to it. I think it was brilliant. We could be looking at the start of a new era. I really do like Taporia, but yeah, as people that have... Uh, we've interviewed Volk a couple of times. We are big Volk fans. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. A did you see? Sad watch. Did you see that we 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 shared a little post about him last week? And we got a little inbox from him as well, saying yeah. nice one, lads. Oh, like, he's such a nice guy. <laughs> it does, but look, it happens to. We've gone straight in, but it happens to all of us. That, that I know, I know. Look, you know, let's save this. Let's save this because we'll kick things off. But before we do anything, we should mention that we've got a sponsor. We have. We've got a sponsor. Ferocious Ooh. Fightwear. Um, I don't know if you can catch this on the on the big wide camera there, but uh, are these called rash guards? Rash guards, mate. You can yeah. tell Mr. Standham I've never done any rolling. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, uh, Ferocious Fightwear, uh, an independent company that reached out to us. Uh, they're actually a local business to the studio as well, which is fantastic. Uh, so the team come down and we met them uh, and they've given us some stuff to show off. So there's the rash guard, there's shorts, there's wraps, there's gum shields. Uh, and so, yeah, when he, he kind of sort of told us how he'd set it up and uh, he trains and he's just got a really good idea and wanted to get involved in the industry uh, purely built on on, on love of, of, of MMA. So after that kind of conversation, it was like, look, this is exactly what we're looking for to kind of align with us because, again, this is a new show. We're trying to kind of get it out there. So to have somebody kind of reach out and say, look, I'd love to support you. So uh, we're throwing that back their way and throwing it out to you. Go and check out ferociousfightwear.com. Uh, go and get your rash guards, your wraps, your gun shields, your shorts and just have a look at the website they'll be tagged in all of our social posts so give them a follow as well and uh, and support them thank you very much for ferocious fightwear and now let's get on to <sighs> the, it, the thing is it was a really it was a good fight it was an interesting fight this it, is this it, is Puria, right yeah i mean it's it's just yeah we we, we find it very difficult yeah we don't think of ourselves as as journalists and no. stuff like that we are just people that do this show and for some reason some people are listening and watching. No, no, but, but it's called the MMA Fan Show. We're fans. We're fans. But, so that means that we're not journalists. We can get emotionally involved yes, with fighters. Yeah, we are. We're emotionally attached to certain fighters, particularly ones that we interview because they've given up their time to chat with us. And particularly even before we got into the studio, like we were just two idiots on Zoom like yep. trying to... And, and you've got the champion of the world, Volk, was... Our first ever champ, I yeah. believe, that came on the show. Yeah. And, yeah, and so I just always want to see... But not only that, but look at the funny skit he did uh, where he was the old man. You had people in the crowd dressed as old man Volk. He fell asleep at the press conference. Paolo Costa's waking him up. Yeah. Like This is a guy that's everything right about the sport. He's an elite-level athlete. He has dominated the featherweight division for, for years now. Cleaned it out. 
I don't know about cleaned it out just because there was like the Arnold Allens and obviously Nentapuris and but the thing is it, it, if you keep sticking around, unless you do a Khabib or a GSP, if you keep sticking around, you'll eventually get got. Yeah, of course. That is just what it is. You 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 take out people that were the people you looked up to. Then you take out the people that are like your generation of fighter. Then you have to start taking out the younger generation that come through. And that's when you usually get got. And that's what he got, got. That he got. Got and but the thing is, the fight itself, Folk looked decent. Took that first like, round. Yeah, I mean, considering the last fight, he looked gun shy and was knocked out within just. Come second, on, he, he, took that, he took that yeah, fight. It's well, such exactly. Short notice, didn't he? Notice. he looked fit. He looked. He looked at like a good training camp. And the first round, he won on every judge's scorecards. He won round one. And in round two, I actually felt like he was pulling away a little bit more in terms of his uh, landing the strikes and not getting hit and all that stuff. And he was doing really well just until Tapuria went, fuck this, I'm just going to land some bombs now. And, um, and he did. And that was what we were worried about. It felt like they were still... The threat of that was real in the first round. Yeah. And Volk's movement, phenomenal. And and I think post-fight, Tapuria said his speed, he, he didn't bank on that. Mm. He said he was so fast. And and he was doing them big sort of circular motions. Of, of, of move, and when he was moving mm. back, he was moving back at an angle yep. to try and sort of cut off getting steamrolled. But it just felt... And I'm, there was times when his hands were low, but Tapuria's hands were low as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's just their fight style, you know, as, as as the fight gets moving. But you just don't – it feels at the moment that – and I'm not saying Volk is anything other than elite level at the moment, but you've got someone in Tapuria that is so well-rounded and he's young and so hungry. And the confidence, I, I thought yeah. that the, the moment was going to maybe get to him a little bit because this is a big step up for him. He looked so calm. The walkout, when he was standing in the octagon before they got going, I was thinking to myself, he looks ready. He looks so calm and so collected. As the, obviously, Volks, you know, he, he's been there, great. done it. And Given what just happened, that yeah. he got knocked out and the whole narrative was old man Volk, yeah. which he lent into in the best way. And then on top of that, it was, which I think maybe is still a factor and I'd like to ask you about is he was knocked out horrifically for the first time in his career four months ago. Yeah. And he came back against a guy with power. Let's be honest. Everyone, you you were mentioning confidence, speed, athleticism. Volk matched him for all those things. Mm -hmm. The thing that was the discerning factor in the fight was the power. Mm -hmm. Tapurier mentioned in pre-fight that he didn't have to, he had to worry a bit more in the Josh Emmett fight. He couldn't just go forward because Josh Emmett has got that power. He said he knows Volk doesn't have that power, so he will just press forward. Mm. And he did what he said he was going to do. He was finding it hard to land on Volk, but as soon as he was able to somehow push him up against the cage a bit, he just let his hands go, and he knew that that was going to do the work. Now, if Volk isn't knocked out four months ago, does this happen? Maybe it still does. But maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Do you, do you think, looking at this now, hindsight's twenty twenty, all that stuff, did Volk come back too quick? Um, no. No, I don't think so. I think... Uh, 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 you know, we, we, we've mentioned it before. We've referenced fighters that have said that once they've had that first knockout, their fight style kind of changes a little bit mm-hmm. because they know that 
it's a possibility that this can happen. Up until then, you feel quite, quite invincible, I guess, and you probably think you can take a shot well. And I'm not saying that, that Volk can't, but you're not taking a, a shot from, I don't know, a Ortega. You're taking a shot from Ilya Tapurier. Um I mean, but, but Makachev's not known for his striking like at that level. Like we don't, you don't think Islam Makachev's got like one punch knockout. That's not your worry when you're going into a fight with Makachev, is it? It's well, he's wrestling's phenomenal. Yeah, I think, I think he just felt everything was right. He looked great, like you say, won that first round. But I think you just can't sleep on power like that. And if you look no. at who, um, let so, so let's have a look at. Volk's previous opponents, right? So Max, I wouldn't say Max has got the biggest no. knockout shots in the world. He'll no, pull, he'll just, he'll just He's destroy volume. you. He's a volume guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yair, like... He can knock you out, yeah. but usually we're in an unorthodox way. Yeah, Ortega, he's not really no. a big knockout guy. Um, so maybe this is the first person in that sort of top 10 that's got that level of power in the striking I'm trying to think, is there anyone else? Korean zombie. Maybe, no, maybe. But, but again, I don't think of it. He's not got that one-shot knockout power. Yeah. No, you're uh, right. And, and I think you've just got that young fighter that's so confident that's just been getting rid of people and beating people at their own game as well. You know, mm-hmm. if he comes, if he goes to the ground, he's still looking incredible. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's wrestling pedigree. He's fantastic. Um <sighs> Even in that first round, as good as Volk was looking, I was just thinking that that right hand's coming. Yeah. And and it just almost felt like when. And yeah. and when it did, it was all she wrote. And it was and it was just it was a horrible to see. Um but if you're watching on YouTube, this picture I think must be there must be something going on with it. It looks like it's such a big weight discrepancy between them. I don't think that there necessarily actually was. There's only one inch height difference. They obviously weighed in the same. I think it was 155. Probably had a bigger reach, didn't he, I think? Um, no, Volk had a bigger reach, I Did think. He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Volk's un- got an unusually large reach for a, a guy of his size. I, I think Volk had the bigger reach. Right. Um, I may be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure he did. But it's just that it just looks... Massive and athletic and... Strong. Strong, yeah, just strong. That power is there. And it's just that shot there that you've got up on the big screen of just, yeah, that's that shot landing, isn't it, before Volk drops. Yeah, it is. It's all right. I mean, I want to... I think I want to talk about Volk a little bit more um, and talk about what's next for Volk. But I think before we do, I think we have to talk a little bit more about Tapuria because I think we might be seeing the start of something massive here. We might be seeing, you know, like uh, he's gone into this. And I said to you in last week's episode, I'm getting Connor Aldo, O'Malley, Sterling vibes. And it it, it worked. It, it, it happened for him. All the belief, like he looks shocked here in the picture, but it's like, all the belief was there. It's that he didn't go into the cage believing he was going to win this fight. He came into this fight knowing he was going to win this fight. And even to the point where, did you see the Taporia family all getting in the cage? And he's got that gimmick with the rose. And if you saw the family, they were all dressed up in black like they were going to Volk's funeral. 
That's how it came across. And it's like, he's got this gimmick with the rose and it's all, it was almost like a mafia family going, you know, and I'm kind of into the gimmick of it. Yeah. I think it's actually really, I don't know, I, I kind of like it. It seems cinematic in that all of the family are in there in black and he's got the rose. And, he's, and I just think there's something kind of special about it. And I think to do that, as a young fighter, he's only 27 years old. And, uh, yeah, I, I think we might be seeing... I mean, th- this featherweight is a stacked division, but there's a high possibility we see this man rule this division for a long, long time now. Um, so, look, post-fight conference, uh, Volk, and I totally expected him to do that. He wants the rematch. Mm-hmm. He feels like he deserves the rematch, and I see no reason why he wouldn't get yep. one. Um, you know, undefeated uh, of that weight for, for uh, as a champ for, for a long time. Um, there's rumours of, of UFC Spain now. Yeah. Uh, Dana's Vol- really into it. He yeah. Was, yeah. Um, but Dana didn't seem super into... A rematch. Um, Neither did Taporia. And nor did Taporia. Now, Taporia said that, you know, he wants to give him a rematch because he's such a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, but then he also said, look, I want to clear out that division. And, and I do think there's some very exciting fights after what we've just seen mm-hmm. for, for Ilya Taporia. <sighs> do I want a rematch? I think, in the ideal world, Tapuria fights someone else first. Mm-hmm. Folk takes a rest. Mm-hmm. Because if they're going to turn around a card in five, six months in Spain, it's just, he's had another horrible knockout. Yep. Uh, he, he's go-to mindset as an athlete, Folk. He's like, run it back. I've seen where yep. I've gone wrong. Like He's not thinking completely. He's, there's not a lot of... Pure clarity at that point. You know, he's just been knocked out. He's now doing a press conference. The furore of everything. I think he needs some time at home with the family, uh, explaining to his daughter that if it's not Islam Makachev coming through his window now, it could be Ilya Tapuria as well, uh, which was, was one of the greatest fuck, uh, videos yeah. as well. Did you um, see Makachev sent his daughter yeah. some presents yeah. as well? So lovely. So sweet. <laughs> That's what I want to see for this sport. Yeah. I don't care. I don't want the Strickland stuff. I don't want the Colby stuff. Yeah. Give me Volkanovski and Makachev. Respect. Volk doing jokes and, and taking the mick out of himself and all that stuff. Love it. It's so brilliant. And then Makachev being like, oh, mate, I feel a little bit <laughs> sorry for you. Let me send some gifts to your kids. Yeah. Like, that's what I want for this sport. Yeah. I don't, I don't want all the, like, other shit yeah. that we get. Look, whatever happens, Alexander Volkanovski is, if not very possibly the greatest featherweight of all time. It's between him and Aldo, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, oh, that would have been nice. We had it. He beat him. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. What but it wasn't prime Aldo. It wasn't prime Aldo. But I, I think, I think Volkanovski is a better fighter than Aldo, but did he achieve as much yeah. in terms of the longevity, the title defences, all that stuff, including the WEC days and all that stuff? That's, that's very much up for debate. But um, I agree with you on what's next for Volk. I, I think he deserves an, an immediate rematch, but I would rather... He, I would like to see Tapuria fight someone else, whether that be in Spain or not, in the summer. Who? Well, we'll get to that. And then I'd like to see Volk fight Tapuria. In it. Like Volk's next fight should be for the belt, whoever mm-hmm. has it, because he's earned that. Um, but 
I, I would like to see him take more time off and he could come back at the end of the year, November, December. Like, take that time, take 10 months, come back in December and fight either Tapuria or whoever else Tapuria might have fought in that time if, they, if he lost to them. Um, and that frees up Tapuria to have another fight in the summer. Um, now, in terms of big business for Tapuria, I think Volk's the biggest fight in the division. Max, maybe, but... I think I think Volk probably more so. Uh, other than that, it's whether O'Malley and I hate this, but if O'Malley beats Vera and calls out Ilya, he's already described Ilya as his as his Eddie Alvarez. I think that that fight would make a huge amount of money. I don't like it. I don't want it. I want O'Malley to stay in his division, and we'll get onto that because of Marab. And I want Tapuria to stay in his division. There's enough going on there. I don't need champ champ fights at this stage. But in terms of business, the, the UFC would probably do way better to do O'Malley to Puria than, say, Evloev or Rodriguez or Ortega or whoever. But in terms of who uh, Tapuria could fight, if it's not Volk, I think it probably will be, but that worries me because we actually predicted this on this show prior, either prior to the second Islam fight or just after the second Islam fight. We predicted a scenario, which we hated, but we said he gets knocked out by Islam because he's taking his fight on short notice. Then he fights to Puria too quick, and he gets knocked out, which has come to fruition. And then he rematches him too quick, and he gets knocked out again. And Volk is staring down the barrel of three knockout losses in the space of a year or less. We and shouted that, didn't we? We shouted that out. We did. I mean, I don't want to high-five it too much because <laughs> it sucks. I don't like... No, but li- the, I don't the want Mystic Megunus is impressive, mate. Yeah, I mean, we did. We said, we, we said this back in, like, September, October, whenever yeah. it was that he fought Islam the second time. And I don't even know if we said it pre the fight, actually, because mm. he was taking it on 12 days' notice. We predicted... We predict these things, as Connor would say. Um, and I just... I, I really worry about that. So... And also, as we've also mentioned on this show before, the... Um, statistics in terms of cha- uh, of former champions winning their belt back in an immediate rematch, Mm-mm. bad. They're really bad. I think it's something like four out of 15 or something like that. They're, they're not good statistics. Mm. And I think Volk could do well to just take the time, rest up, heal up, and then come back, really focus on what it was that that, that led to this knockout and, and try and make sure that doesn't I happen again. I don't think he'd done anything wrong. Well, he clearly did. Like, he got pushed up against the fence. He maybe dropped his hands. Tapuria said that he was doing long combinations for this fight. Volk maybe expects that next time. He was still winning the fight. Volk was winning the fight until he wasn't. Mm. But that's that's it. That's the important thing. Yeah. But you can't you can't run for a fight. You've you've got to fight. And and unfortunately, he got caught. And that's in the second round. Like if if. Tapuria's power still there in the third and fourth round when Volk's slowing down a little, then, you know, it it, it, it almost sounds like... It, it felt, like I said, in the, the, the first round, I just thought, oh, no, oh, no. And I always equate it to that Apollo Creed, Ivan Drago, where oh, he's, he's moving about, he's moving about, and yeah. then you just think it's coming, it's coming, and then the power lands. And, yeah, it was it was... It was it was horrible to see, but as much as we love Volk and you know we don't want any anything other than the best for him, we do have to just say, look, we've got something so exciting there oh, in that for division. Sure. And as as fans of the sport, you know, 
park up the emotional investment in Vogue, it's so exciting to see a young fighter come through looking so dominant, so powerful, so well-rounded. It means that we have got so many exciting fights to to look forward to there. Mate. And I just hope that one with Volk, if it happens, and I presume it will, doesn't happen for, for quite a while. I agree, but I don't want to see Tapuria on the bench. Mm. I want Tapuria out there yeah. being active because what an exciting fighter. Yeah. And That's what I said, one more fight yeah, and then Volk, yeah, I think. I agree. And I in think, the meantime, Volk can maybe fight Jose Aldo because I've erased that from my <laughs> mind. <laughs> um, I think that um, uh, Tapuria could fight Mobzar Evloev. And Come they could on, do who wants that? Well, I do. I think it's a good fight. Of course. But I think that... Fans of that, MMA will, will love that fight. However, you Mozart's catch yours... not the most exciting. No. And um, even Taporia said he's not got a single finish. He's yeah. got eight wins. But having... But it's very rare in MMA for a title fight, you get two undefeated fighters going at each other. Yeah. I don't think that's... that. When did that happen? That like, never happens in MMA. No. To, like at this level, UFC level, to go, we've got two undefeated guys going at each other for the belt. I think that's good to market. Mm-hmm. It's a shame Evloev hasn't had finishes and stuff. Also, what maybe dampens that a little bit is I do think Arnold Allen beat Evloev. Mm-hmm. So there's that as well. But I think if it's not Evloev, then bigger business would be the winner of Ortega Yair, especially if it's Yair, because you've got the Mexico-Spain thing and stuff as well, which might be interesting. Um, what, if, what if Max finishes uh, uh, Justin quickly? We, we know that that's five rounds of chaos, but say, yeah. for instance, he comes out of there unscathed, because I called this at the beginning of the year, I think Max Holloway humiliates Ilya Tapurio. Look, I... I think humiliates is strong. I'm telling um, you, he will absolutely box his ears off at range. I well, look, maybe, maybe. I think that <laughs> I think that this has actually come at really awkward timing for Max mm. because I think, firstly, him versus Gaethje, I think will be a war. Mm-hmm. I think we've heard fighters say, and maybe even Gaethje himself. Fighting me is like being in a car crash. Your body is never the same after fighting Justin Gaethje. And I think he's right. What if Justin Gaethje is the first guy to break Max Holloway's unbreakable chin? And if he does that, can Max go into a fight with Tapuria off the back of a loss? I'm not sure. Um, Equally, even if he were to beat Gaethje in some kind of crazy war, Max might go, well, I'll just stay up at lightweight and fight the lightweight champion, or he might go, no, I've done this BMF thing, now I'm going to drop down to featherweight and do that. But he sat at feather for so long, like, I know, n- being not that guy. I know, but he, but the problem is, is again, if he's been in a war with Gaethje, and even if he wins, that could have such an effect on him that Taporia is the one to break Max Holloway's chin. I just, I just don't know. I do want to see it. Max mm. Holloway Taporia is a fight I really, really want to see. Mm. Had... The BMF title fight for 300 not been booked, I would say give that to me now. 100%. I want that right now, inject it into my mm-hmm. eyeballs. <laughs> but but I just, I, I just, I just, I'm worried about how the Gaethje fight will affect mm. the Max Holloway stuff. I'm worried. I'm not, I'm not sure about how that's going to go. But certainly there's options for Tapuria. We're saying potentially Yair or Ortega, and he's bad-mouthed both of them, and Yair has clapped back a bit, so there's a bit of beef there, mm-hmm. which is good. 
Mobzar's undefeated and possibly deserves a title shot. Again, caveat, I think he lost to Arnold Allen. Um, and then there's the Volk rematch, which I don't want to see right away. And then there's Max, depending on what happens with Max and Gaethje. So there's a lot of mm. options there, for, for sure. And I think that, um, I think that, yeah, any of those could be fun. I think Tapourier is a new star. And if you take him to Spain and he wins in good style in Spain against whoever... Jesus Christ, this guy's going to be a, a megastar, I think. We need all of the Spain, mate, if that well, happens. mate, road trip in the camper van. <laughs> yes, <do> please. <laughs> um, so, shall we move on? Yes. Bobby Knuckles, uh, Mr. Costa. Um, great fight. Really enjoyed it. Really fun fight. Really, really fun fight. Uh, that ends to the... Robert Whittaker is just smashing him up for the whole of round one. And then out of nowhere, Paolo Costa goes, I'm going to throw a spinning heel kick, mate. And it absolutely messed him up. He was on really wobbly legs. Mm. That was incredible. Bobby Knuckles was charged up, wasn't he? Yeah. I know he's always banging his his heart with his hand, but he walked out into that octagon that night and he looked fucking ready for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, also... You know, whatever's in that secret juice, Costa looked great. He looked, you know, obviously he was on weight, which is great. Yes, And, I mean, he looked so powerful as well, Costa. He looked powerful. He looked superhuman just in his durability. Mm. And I remember this in the Marvin Vittori fight. He gets smashed around, like, a lot. He just doesn't even mark up much. That chin. (laughs) It's unbelievable. That chin is unreal. Yeah. He just... He didn't look like he was ever going to get stopped. His no. chin was unreal. Um, the only thing that stops Costa, it seems, is either Israel Adesanya or like his cardio. Like, yeah. that, that's it. No one because like, yeah. even the Romero fight, I think he took a few big shots. Yeah, and... I think both of them bought their A game, and we, that's what why we got yeah. such a good fight. Um, I think Bobby Knuckles really wanted to avenge that that loss to Drickus. Um, And I think Costa really wanted to sort of stamp his place on the division because he's always the big name, but he's always sort of floating about, Mm. not really in title contention. Um, And I mean, obviously this fight's not going to help Costa. And I'm interested to know what this does, because I know when we spoke about this um, before the fight, it's kind of, I don't think it has huge implications on title fights, this. I don't think... I think it could have done had Costa won. Yeah. Like, I mean... He's a fun fight. I, I really want to see Costa DDP. Yeah. Like, I know that can't happen right now. Yeah. That's, that's two monsters, That's isn't it? two monsters. I yeah. love it as a fight. I think it'd be great. Yeah. So where do you think this, this leaves Bobby Knuckles? Right. So it's a tricky one. I mean, it's obviously great that he won. He's in a tricky position that I think DDP's first title defence will probably be against Adesanya. I think so. And then Whitaker is going, well, whoever's the champ, I've got losses to. That's not ideal. It's going to be really hard to market. You're not going to market Whitaker versus Adesanya anymore. I just don't see how that happens. Uh, you can market DDP Whitaker, but it takes a bit of, extra effort because he's got that loss to him and it was a dominant loss. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he at least needs one more. I think there are lots of options for Whitaker though. And I think he can actually have a really good time at the moment by going, mm. I'd like to see him fight Strickland. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yep. I think him v Strickland, they've both lost to DDP. 
if Strickland wins and Izzy wins, you can do that. If uh, you could maybe do the rematch with DDP anyway with Strickland because a lot of people found it controversial. Uh, I think I even scored it for Strickland, actually. It wasn't a robbery. Anyone saying it is it doesn't understand the scoring. But it was a close, close fight, and I actually did score it for Strickland. Um, so you can, re- you can remake that fight much quicker than you can remake Whitaker Drickus. Um, but equally, I'd happily see Robert Whitaker fight Hamzat Shemaev. I do, I would maybe go, I'd rather see Hamzat fight Strickland or someone else because I'd like to see Hamzat get to a title shot without maybe fighting Whitaker because if Whitaker beats Hamzat, he's knocked off contender. It was that whole thing with like Max Holloway fighting Arnold Allen and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to see these guys just knock off contenders. I'd like to see those contenders maybe get the belt and then you've got Whitaker or Holloway or whoever we're talking about can jump straight into a title shot. Um, but the other option is maybe, I did have someone. Um, oh, Kamaru Usman. Yeah. Kamaru Usman, I don't know whether he's staying up at 185 after the Hamzat mm-hmm. loss, which again, I scored a draw, I yeah. think. Um, I don't or think if Brendan he's Allen's in the mix. No, I don't think so. If Brendan Allen, Brendan Allen's fighting Marvin Vittori mm. in a few weeks, I That's think. Good fight. Good fight. If Brendan Allen beats Marvin Vittori, you could do Brendan Allen Whitaker, but again, you're using Whitaker to potentially knock off a contender. Mm. So and I think also, the Strickland fight does make a lot more sense than anything else. For those that are watching, that, that, that picture of Bobby Knuckles, he's going to need uh, uh, a month or so to get that yeah. face oh, back to yes. how it should look. I mean, post, he looked bashed up, didn't he? He really did. Like, Chin on Robert Whitaker. I mean, that guy's been in so many wars. Yeah. Like this fight, the two Romero fights, yeah. like he's been in some. Really hardcore fights. And, and that's why fans love him, because yeah. he's never in boring fights. And yeah. this this was absolutely fantastic. Um, okay, so where are we at? Um, Ian Gary. Yes. Um, this wasn't the most exciting fight. No, there was the uh, the guy in the press conference who called it listless. <laughs> I thought it was a bit harsh. I didn't. I thought Ian Gary fought a really good fight. Fought a smart fight. Yeah, and he said as much as well. He was like, "Look, you start getting into the you know the dirty boxing with with Jeff Neal in range. Yeah. You're going to sleep. Yep. Uh, and so what we saw with Ian Gary was he, he fought a, a very good distance. Picked him off with with great kicks, like the the, the body kicks and the and the, and the teeps look really solid. Um, and there was some good elbows from me and Gary as well. The knees and the, the, the knees, the knees oh were my great. God. Yeah, and like the timing was great on a couple, but it just—I mean, credit to Jeff Neal because the, that it, I was just waiting for one of them to land on the button, and mm. and it didn't quite come. And I think Jeff Neal was obviously. Struggling with, with with the range because Ian Gary's so wiry. We met, he struggled with that before. He struggled with Neil yeah. Magny as well. And uh, and and yeah. And I think I think because you, you look at the, the the highlight reel, you look at uh, of Ian Gary's highlight reel, and you see the you know the the, the domination of Magny and and the Rodriguez fire and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so you're expecting him to snipe someone because he's yeah. got great you know he's a great counter striker and he does pick you off but let's remember he's relatively new in the UFC in Gary you know he's moved very quickly because of the press around him which I'm sure we'll get on to Jeff Neal's legit and this was the biggest test of Ian Gary's career and he looked you know we we also spoke how much do you think all of this furore that's been around him has affected him 
Yeah. He didn't take any of that into the octagon. He looked composed. He looked comfortable. He fought a smart fight and he got the win. As he said afterwards, I'm in there to get my hand raised and that's what I've done. There was people saying that was a robbery. I don't know what the fuck they were I, watching. I mean, it was a that's... split decision. I, I actually, and people might start shouting at the phones or you, whatever they're watching this on, I scored it 30-27, Gary. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought round one was really close. I thought round two was quite close as mm -hmm. well, but I lent Gary in both of those. And then I thought round three was the clearest round to score. And that was definitely Ian Gary. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't understand this so, whole, it was a robbery and all that kind of stuff. I can understand a split decision, mm -hmm. I guess, because round one and two were close, mm -hmm. but I'm, I, yeah, I didn't get that at all. And the robbery thing's nonsense. So one of the things that we, we mentioned briefly before we recalled it, which, which was the first time I'd ever seen it, was when he won and then, you know, post-fire, the camera kept cutting to Layla. Mm. Uh, who looked like she was sort of standing in the, 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 the sort of walkway to where the fighters make their way to the octagon. Um, you don't see that very often, do you? And, and I thought it was interesting that the UFC are playing into the, you know, the, the narrative of the, 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 the mm. whole, you know, everybody's very interested in Ian Gary's private life. Yes. <sighs> Look, it, 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 as to quote him as well, Everybody's talking about him, you know. Yep. He's he's in the octagon post-fight, and everyone's booing him. And for me, I just think, do you know what? He just he just beat Jeff Neal. So th this this young lad, he's on an absolute journey to somewhere very exciting, and he done the right thing. He called out Colby Covington. What do you make of that fight? Um. I am really into the Colby fight for, I think maybe for both of them, actually. I mean, I don't understand why Ian Gary is so hated at the moment and so booed. I don't get what he's done. There was a couple of things I didn't agree with. I didn't agree with the mugshot t-shirt thing, mm -hmm. but whatever. Um, did he go a bit too hard on the Neil Magny uh, stuff at the press conference? I mean, Neil Magny's the one that said it about his kid and all that stuff. Ian maybe over-egged the pudding a little bit, thought he was onto something to get under his skin. It worked. Um, I think the Magni thing, but, I, I think he got that wrong. I think maybe he didn't realise that people really like Neil Magni. I don't I, think it was that. I don't think he realised what came out more recently and I think why Ian is maybe seen in a negative light even more so recently, which is that Neil Magni was actually in a custody battle for his kids or his kid. Uh, I don't know how many he has. Um, and uh, stuff that was said at the press conference was used by, I'm assuming, his ex-wife or whatever mm. in the court case to show that he's not a fit father. That is... I mean, that wasn't necessarily in Gary's control, though, and I mm. can't imagine that he would have thought that could happen. He's not that guy. I don't think he's that guy, but I think people are going, look what he did to Neil Magny. He nearly made Neil Magny lose his kids. It's like, I, I don't think well, that's, that. But that's not think what, that. I, I, I think I that's think what that's some it. people are, I'm not saying that's what's happening. I think that's what some people are, are using as their fuel to hate Ian Gary. I think a lot of it is the fact that he's getting a lot of attention. He's a brash Irishman. And obviously there's a very big brash Irishman in, in MMA already. And I Who think, is a polarising figure. And, yeah, and I think that 
I, I think the stuff that so many of these forums have, have like jumped on of, of, of his personal life, I think, I don't know why, I think like he's he's cocky, but he's, I don't think he's that, oh, I don't know. He, he's, he, he said some stuff like you say that I, I don't necessarily agree with, but on the whole... I really like the fact that he's clearly a, a family man. Uh, I love the fact that he's going around lots of gyms and he's, you know, we see him with um, over in Brazil with Oliveira. Yeah. Just wonderful. And yeah. I, I, I like to see it. Um, I think he's one of the most exciting fighters uh, at the moment in, in, in the world weight division and I look forward to seeing yep. what's coming next. And if that's Colby Covington, mate, like... I'm all over it. I'm all over it. It's it's a good one for both of them, I think, because Colby Covington's hated. So if Ian Gary really does slap him around the octagon, then he could come out the hero. But equally, again, I don't understand why he's so hated. But Ian Gary is sort of hated by a lot of the MMA community for some reason. And if Colby Covington smashes Ian Gary up and takes that, that O off of him, then Colby Covington to a lot of people will kind of ingratiate himself with the fans again. And I know it sounds horrible and it doesn't make a huge amount of of sense, but I think that Colby is at an all-time low in his career right now in terms of his popularity after what he did with Leon and then the performance he put in in the cage. And I think if he goes into the Ian Gary fight... Ian will have to be so mentally strong and have to deal with it all, which I think actually he will be able to do. But I think Colby will be full Colby and I think he will be given license to be full Colby because I think actually people will enjoy him saying stuff about Ian, about his wife and about all that kind of stuff that I won't like it, you won't like it. I think most normal people won't like it, but there'll be a huge contingent of fans out there that just love that kind of stuff and love hating on someone and they will lap it all up. And if he then put in a good performance in the cage and beat Ian to a lot of people, he will come out the hero. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. Mirab versus Cejudo. This was great. Really great. Mirab has left that sad little room that we've been talking about for a while and he left it in style. He's waved goodbye to Ankalaev and Bilal Mohammed and just said, guys, I'm off. Yeah. I'm poking my tongue out at Mark Zuckerberg and yep. having a laugh. He's I put am, his red lever on. I'm putting my red lever on and I'm carrying Sahudo across the octagon a la Hamzat Shemaev. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was special. And even to the point where Dana came out of the press conference and he didn't give the usual, well, Tuesday is matchmaking day. We'll see what happens. He went, no, Marab is next. That is quite a turnaround for a guy that was in that sad little room yeah. with Ankalaev and Bilal. I think Dana did reference the fact that, you know, he'd, he'd sat out for three years saying he doesn't want to fight the champ and the UFC don't like that. Yes, he um, did. Yeah. But, um, but, but just on the actual fight itself, um, I thought Henry looked all right in the first round. I thought he looked great in the first like, round. Um, I thought the first round was he, really he tight. He won that. He won. Yeah. I thought he won that round because mm. didn't he sort of like drop or wobble Marab mm. in that first round with, with a big shot? I thought he looked really good in that first round. I gave the first round to Henry. I thought after that, Henry's gas tank seemed to empty out because I think Marab fights at such a pace. Yeah. Um, and it was just interesting and fun to see how much fun Marab was having in there. You know, yes. as you said, picking him up, chatting to Zuckerberg. Um, I mean, that whole thing, 
I mean, we didn't touch on it, but the the Zuckerberg thing with Volk was fun, but that weird thing where he was just standing there and everyone... He looked awkward as hell, oh, It was he? the most awkward thing I'd ever seen, where there was, you know, people were... T- like, I think he took his jacket off and then uh, Zuckerberg puts his hand out to take it and it just goes straight past him to the next person. I think it happens twice and it's like... Oh my god! But I mean, don't get me wrong. But he's still bobbing to the music as if like he's at a party, being like, "Yeah, no, no one saw that. Style it out, guys." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, uh, as Dana said, this guy's got everything and more, but he gets to do something that no one ever gets the chance to do. You walk out with a champ, and you get to be yeah. there for that. It must be been amazing and, and fun for Volk to have, you know, somebody you know like that. But it just felt to me, I don't know, I just it was just too much attention on the fact that he was there. I'm, I'm not that interested in it. Um, but I did think it was funny when I saw Marab sort of uh, chatting to him. and Because and, it must be weird, mustn't it, being sort of cage side, then all of a sudden there's there's a fight going on and someone's chatting to you through the cage. Yeah, that must man. just be like, holy shit, what's going on here? Um, he was right next to, I think it was Hunter Campbell as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. And so Hunter Campbell's probably looking at it going, oh, okay. He's performing now. He's really stepped this up. His social media game's really improved as oh, well. That, that He's video doing really well. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, what a position to put himself in. Um, and as you say, I think I think Henry might have broken his forearm or done something in the fight. Didn't look good. Yeah, so maybe that made him a bit compromised as well. Um, but I think it was just Marab's pace. It was just too too much for him and. And in the end, that's it. I mean, we could be looking at the best bantamweight in the world in Marab Davalishvili. And uh, it's been a long time coming. Look at that, him picking him up and just poking <laughs> his tongue out and enjoying himself. That's an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. He's picking up there. I don't uh, know that. I don't think he'd ever <laughs> mentioned that. Um, but uh, I, 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 there was word going around that uh, Henry was going to retire. Uh, I, yeah. I think he did take his gloves off. And they didn't give him any time. And on the do you mic. know what? Did he speak? Because Dana said, didn't he, in, in post fight, he was like, "Look, this is Marab's moment. Henry's retired once, yeah. And like at the moment, Marab's just done this. Why are we then going to focus on Henry theoretically retiring again? I I think that's a bit pointed. Hundred percent. I, I think if it was a Cowboy Cerrone, a Matt Brown, a you know, a, I don't know, a long-serving kind of a Volk. quote unquote company man, a Volk, maybe they they would have given him the time mm. in that fight, no problem. But because Henry fucked him about mm. so much when he retired previously, he was a double champ at the time or did he... Yeah, I think he was a double champ or maybe he'd vacated the flyway. I can't remember. But he just beat Dominic Cruz. He could have gone on to be a long-standing either double champ or just bantamweight champ, whatever it would have been. And he really messed them about by retiring and I think they were furious with him. And he and Henry thought, I'm going to get more money. Mm-mm. And they just went, fine, see ya. see ya. You don't draw that many eyeballs, mate. Let's move on. Yeah. And they did. And I think actually looking back on it, could that be, this is a very apt photo for what I'm about to say, could that be one of the biggest mistakes, not just of Henry Cejudo's career, but in like kind of UFC careers, just to go, I'm going to retire, not because I want to retire, but because I'm, I'm using it as a negotiation tactic to get more money. Mm. And then he sat out for three or four years and came back and like, that's it. 
Like, I, I think it's one, it's one of the biggest errors we have seen mm. because had he stayed and fought people at bantamweight for a little bit longer, he could have fought an O'Malley, a Yarn, uh, you know, whoever, and done really well, a Sterling. Mm. And I mean, he came back after four years being, what, 36 years old, whatever it is, and we know about age in the lower weight classes, taking on Aljamain Sterling and gave him an incredibly tough fight, lost by split decision. I think it's very possible that had he fought Aljamain Sterling three, four years prior, he'd have won that fight. Yeah. So he could have cleared out that division and we could be talking about Henry Cejudo now as one of the greatest to ever do it. Mm. And he's still up there because he was a two-weight champion. He's an Olympic gold medalist wrestler. He's up there. But that's a big mistake, I think, Mm. to try and get more money to you, to have just be a bit delusional about your power and the leverage you have over the UFC. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or maybe we're seeing bulk up and fight Tyson Fury and, uh, and it'll all end well. Um, okay. Uh, let's, let's touch on, um, Hernandez Kopolov. Yeah. I mean, fight of the night. Was it, you said it was going to be fight of the night. I thought it was a really good fight. Yeah, it was all right. But what are you trying to say? It wasn't fight of the night. Yeah, no, it wasn't fight of the night because yeah. it got a finish, which yeah. I thought, you know, I predicted it might get a finish early as well. I'll tell but, you what, Coppola fought that finish as well, didn't he? Yeah. Like, I thought that was going to happen a bit earlier. He's tough, man. I think they're both great. I yeah. mean, both of them on four-fight win streaks. And it was it was those skill sets. It was Coppola's yeah. going to hit you with those heavy kicks mm. and just try and beat you up on the feet. But if Hernandez gets you down, you are in trouble. And that's that's what happened. I thought it was a really good fight. And I think Hernandez now needs maybe a guy in the top ten. I'd, I'd maybe like to see him get maybe the leads or someone like that. Did you see their um, face off? Don't think so. That's quite. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else even noticed it, but as uh, as, as he walks up, uh, Kopolov's kind of just standing there, just sort of like looking about, and then uh, I don't know if it was Dana, whoever it was that was in between them, sort of went like, "Okay, right, lads, like you know, face off." Uh, and you just see Kopolov just kind of going, "Wow, oh yeah, sorry, yeah." <laughs> and like, and he, he's like, he completely forgot why he was there. He just seemed to be just sort of taking it all in. And they're like, you know, you've got to look at the other guy now. And he was just like, oh, okay, all right, we do that then. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I, it was a good fight, and uh, and it was a, it was a fantastic finish. And yeah, I, I I thought he wasn't asleep, was he? He did tap, didn't he? He taps, I think. Yeah, yeah. because we haven't spoke about how you watched it. Did you watch it Sunday morning? I did, yeah. I woke up uh, and got out of bed at like, I don't know, about just before seven or something mm. like that and went downstairs and watched it. Mm. What St- about you? Stayed up. Did you really? Well, no, I didn't stay up. I went to bed uh, and then the dog literally woke me up at about quarter to three. So I was like, oh, God's sake. And uh, and I thought, if the dog needs a wee, there's my excuse to get up. Oh, so I went down, let him down, uh, let him out in the garden and put the telly on. And then that was it. I went, I was up till uh, d- for, for the rest of the event. And uh, I literally uh, walked, when I, when I put the telly on, um, this, this fight that we're just looking at now had just finished. And uh, so I did... After watching this Durham fight we're going to talk about, I then quickly got the laptop out and watched Oban's fight, which we'll yes. get on to, and then uh, watched everything else. So, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was a grumpy prick uh, Sunday. Did you go back that. to bed? Or I no? did for about yeah. a couple of hours, but, uh, uh, yeah, I was still a miserable bastard. Yeah. Um, right, Lamos Dern. 
That got fight of the night. Fucking great. Really good fight. Um, I thought Dern was done in round two. I thought she went down a la yeah. Rory McDonald in the Lawler yeah. fight where she was just kind of grabbing she's her eye or tough, nose. Or, she's unbelievably tough. She just really lacks that kind of like striking defense. Like she'll engage in some yeah. of it. She she just needs she just needs to like learn a re- she got a really good takedown in round mm. one. And or was it round one where she got a really good takedown? And you were like, oh my God. She's got some real good wrestling there. Now she's the jujitsu game. She's going to be all over it. And then Lemos survived. And then, uh, yeah, that was it. I think. And the- I, I, I thought it could have been a ten-eight. Was it round two mm. where uh, where Dern nearly got finished? And I thought there was a lot of refs that would have stopped yeah. that fight. Um, but but credit to her, man. That she really, really did dig deep, dig deep, and plow forward. Um, I mean, we need to speak about the weirdness of the announcement of the winner. Uh, well, so here's the thing. Uh, so I recorded these on like TNT Sport, whatever, and my recording of it finished as they both ran away, both thinking they'd won. Yeah. So I didn't get to see Lamos because, and then the next recording, the um, the, the main card. Yeah started, uh, like, I don't know, as a main card yeah. would. It, it didn't show me. So I saw none of the Lamos stuff. No, I, no, I, I, like, but that happened live as well. Yeah. So, so did so, so you didn't see anything I've not either. seen anything post So they both off, ran off thinking they both won. And from what I gather, he's because, uh, from what I gather, he's, I think it was, was it her corner that then just went, no, 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 no. You, you, I haven't seen it. I have yeah. no idea. Because he said Amanda. Yeah. And Mackenzie ran off thinking she'd won. I was like. What? Yeah. Why have you done that? And oh. then it cut off. So what do you know? That, that, that's it. That that because I, I saw what you saw. Um, I mean, that's got to be brutal, hasn't it? Just... Why did you think? You, what, what what name were you hearing? Amanda. Mackenzie. <laughs> they don't sound the same. <laughs> Maybe she just said um, yes. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I mean, poor that's, thing. Yeah. I mean, she got bashed up in that fight, so I'm sure oh. that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she weren't as on point as, as she could have been. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think her stock's gone down there. I think people are just having the conversation that we're having, just saying, look, she she comes to fight. Really tough, comes and, to fight. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, I think for Lamos, I think, do you just rebook the Suarez fight? I think uh, so. Yeah, just do that. I think so. Makes sense. Uh, Oban, <laughs> let's go. I mean, the Welsh game. It was stuff. a classic Oban performance. <laughs> It was just what you get. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. And it's never boring. He's going to get hurt. He's going to go. You're going to think, oh, fucking hell, no, don't. No, no, no. And then he digs deep. He digs deep. Yeah. That contender series one was even worse than this. But like, this one was like, he let, but I mean, Val Woodburn, what is his head made of? Because Oban Elliott's shin just bounced off his head. Yeah. And he was just like, and what? Well, because and then he clipped him with a bunch of punches. And I think Oban even said, like, oh, I thought I'd done him. That head kick landed yeah. flush. And I thought, that's it. I've got him now. Yeah. And then he ran into a couple of punches. like, oh, shit. But he looks like Ram Man from uh, He-Man. He's got no neck whatsoever. <laughs> uh, like Volk, you know. And, and I think that must have just served him well there, having no neck. Um, but oh, it, was, it was great to see. And, yeah, I think... For somebody that was having their first fight on the fight pass prelims, there was a lot of attention on Oban Elliott. Yeah. Uh, and I 
if any, and it should be as well because yeah. he's such a lovely guy. He's one hundred and ten percent heart on sleeve. Yeah. Like he says what's in his, you know, whatever's on his mind, it comes straight out his mouth, and it's always lovely. He just looked like a dog with two dicks. He was having the best time. <laughs> he got to, he got his photo with Chelsea on, and he got to meet CM Punk. You know, he got to do the uh, the Hulk Hogan celebration. He just looked like he was having the best time. And yeah. uh, did you see the? The, uh, the the little joke that Richard Shaw posted. About the weight cut? Yeah. It I, caught me off guard initially. Uh, yeah, me too. Like, me too. But a lot of people ran with it. I think it was even in like some national press. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it was the Express or someone else. I, don't, I can't remember. But someone put out like... UFC fighters got to cut 20 pounds yeah. in a day or something like that. And they're just all giggling to themselves. I think some people were not happy yeah. about that. Probably some people in the media space. Yeah. Like I, I was like, Oh really? And then I was like, nah, like it, it didn't trick me for more than just a couple same, of seconds. Same. And I was like, that just doesn't sound right. Yeah. Cause also you wouldn't put that out there yeah. in the way that he did, but yeah, it worked. It, as you say, it got him attention. People were interested. It was all a big joke. Yeah. Some people not happy about it, but you know Oban Elliott's name now. And so that's, Absolutely. that's it. Uh, and hopefully, I mean, maybe we'll reach out to him and try and get him on the show. Because yeah, it's, definitely. he's such a great guest. We've had him on twice before. And uh, yeah, always good to see good things happen to good people. And, and Oban is that. Because he was talking Manchester post-fight. If that happens, yep. he'd love to fight in Manchester uh, in the summer. And then he said Vegas at the end of the year, if possible. Mm-hmm. Um but he also said, look, Manchester's great, but uh, see what I can do in Cardiff. Yeah, and, man. Uh, and we've seen that, you know, Jack Shaw's going to be fighting soon. Um, I mean, I don't know if if that's likely to happen anytime soon. I think Oban and Jack need to, you know, get a couple of big wins before I think they're going go to go yeah, to, 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 to Cardiff with the mm-hmm. UFC. But, um, yeah, if Conor McGregor can't take the uh, UFC back to Ireland, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what chance there is yeah, of Oban and Jack getting it to Wales, but you never know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, fantastic card. I mean, blimey, 299 ain't far away, and that's looking oh like that's going to be God. just as good. Incredible. I mean, before we finish up this, I think there was an interesting fight with Junior Taffer versus uh, Rogerio de Lima just because Junior Taffer stepped in for his brother on one day's notice and then oh. got his leg kicked to shit by... Uh, de Lima's leg kicks Lima, yeah. fucking horrible, man. That was bad. Like, I don't know how you feel if you're if you're Justin Taffer being like, oh, I've let my little brother do this and now he's just getting absolutely smashed to pieces. Yeah. But who knows, they got <laughs> got money. I do think that was quite amusing when Dana, they said to Dana, like, so, so you know, what, what, do you, what do you make of the whole... You know, Junior Taffer just just jumping in and like, well, how about you? He said, well, it was just one out, one in. His brother was like, I'll do it. <laughs> didn't and have like, to change the poster. <laughs> like, no, didn't have to change the poster. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and fair play, man. Like, stepping up for your brother. I love yeah. it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think expectations were low. You know, he had one day to, 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 to you mm-hmm. know, to, to get ready to fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, Delima's leg kicks, they were tree trunks smashing in and, and that must yeah. have, oh my God, I can't even. Imagine what that must feel like. But, uh, but yeah, okay, we done? I think we're done, yeah. Um, so, 
Thanks ever so much for, for watching, or if you're listening and you've not yet checked out the YouTube channel, then come and have a look because uh, it looks swish and you get to see, you know, our ugly mug, but pretty faces and pretty pictures of, uh, of all the fighters on the big screen behind us. Um, please subscribe uh, wherever you get this, uh, this show. Uh, go check out ferociousfightwear.com, our sponsor. Uh, other than that, we will see you next time. Bye.